You're listening to the news and why it matters on demand. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what's your topic? Well, I just got some news from <laughs> Stu that I wasn't aware of, and it might it might change things. Um, but uh, you know what I was what I was going with uh, is this Epstein story that I think is is one of the big problems that we have in America. It, it's all wrapped up in this story. Yeah, two big stories on sex scandals came out yesterday. Um, Les Moonves, another, uh, exa- another yeah. big development in that one. But uh, I, I was with Jeffrey Epstein uh, on that. On that well, I wasn't with him anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I was just kidding. They clear Miami uh, Herald. I did not do it. Would have been a hell of a weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, probably would have. Hell is a good word there. Um, but yes, I, I was on that one too. I think Could you give me the update on what you just told me before we went on? Yeah. Oh, uh, Mark, Mark Lamont, Lamont Hill. Hill. Uh, yeah, he, uh, the CNN commentator who came out with some pretty anti-Israel, borderline genocidal uh, sort of, uh, we want Israel not to exist comments. I am shocked. Has been fired. I yeah. am shocked that that happened. That's, I am too. That's good. I am too. Andrew. Uh, Chinese designer babies, or I should say genetic engineering in China. Mm. Okay. All right. Can't wait to get into all of that. First, want to thank our sponsor, Brickhouse. Uh, Brickhouse, if you have not heard, makes you men watching able to not eat your vegetables. Hi, this is the greatest thing Ever. This is. This should be the only is, thing that I should have to say. No, no, seriously. <laughs> there's the flying car, the promise of the flying car. I want my flying car. I was promised. Never, never yeah. got one. This is right up there with the flying car. You never have to. <laughs> you eat hate vegetables. vegetables that much. Oh my gosh, I hate vegetables. <laughs> I eat vegetables in salad. I ate it with a passion. Oh wow. I yeah, mean, no, I mean, seriously. When I get up into heaven, I'm having, I'm having a few conversations with God, and the first one is, how come everything I like was bad for me or fat? Why? <laughs> Why? That's not right. It's actually a great Injustice. question. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually am weird and like vegetables, but I also really love Field of Greens. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you ever sprinkled Field of Greens on vegetables? I haven't. You get double, double vegetables. vegetables. Wow. Don't say that. Now my wife will be doing that. <laughs> it just blew my mind, I have to tell you. Yeah. Uh, but one scoop is one full serving of fruits and vegetables, organic fruits and vegetables, and you can mix it in water, milk, smoothie, however you like. It tastes delicious. I will tell you, you I, I would drink it if it tasted like Listerine gone bad, <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> so you can go to BrickHouseBlaze.com and get uh, 15% off your first order by using the promo code GREENS, or you can text GREENS to 41411, BrickHouseBlaze.com. Glenn, what are you going with, Epstein right. or Mark Lamont Hill? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Epstein, um, and so Stu picked that as well. Uh, yeah. Stu's really been digging into this story, and I, I just I want you to listen to this, and... And, and, and use it in a way to frame how you feel about what's happening on the border. The people that are coming to the border are coming here for what? Jobs, economic freedom, whatever. But that is a promise of this nation because we are a nation of laws and our justice is blind. Once justice takes the blindfold off and says, oh, now, wait a minute, I mean, you're going to get a special sweetheart deal because it's you, we're over as a nation. Now listen to the story. I'll do as, I mean, it's a really long report. It's in three uh, parts uh, there. It's incredible reporting by the Miami Herald, lots of depth. They've got a bunch of stuff that we had never before known. Jeffrey Epstein, though, a big billionaire sort of hedge fund guy, uh, very connected politically. 
Um, he was a guy who uh, you know donated lots of money and, and hobnobbed with all, a lot of big names uh, that you'd recognize: Bill Clinton, I mean, even some level Donald Trump, um, uh, you know, Alan Dershowitz. They uh, all, all hang of, out Prince with Andrew. The same yeah, yeah, like yeah. they all. I mean, it, and it was in Palm Beach, so. Uh, long, long, long story short, and, and you should go read the whole thing. It's worth it um, because it's just so it's so creepy. But basically, he came up with a system basically to say he would pay two to three hundred dollars to uh, underage girls, um, you know, 14, 14, 15, 16 years old, um, to come over and give him massages at his uh, house, um, and he essentially. He would get very sick of them very fast and want younger and younger and younger girls. And one of the things he did is he essentially turned it into a pyramid scheme. He would have the girls come over. They would give him massages. Some of them ended in sex. Some of them didn't. Some of them in other weird, creepy activities. Um, and then when he got kind of bored of them, he would say, I'll give you even more money if you go out and recruit new girls to come. So he had a inflow of girls, sometimes three and four a day uh, would be coming over there. Um, and the total number is believed to be around 100 uh, total teenagers from, I mean, you know, Palm Beach isn't, it's, you know, it's not New York City. I mean, 100, you know, high school girls from one smaller county like that is, I, I mean, I don't know how he ever believed he was going to get away with this, but there's a longer story there. Um, he uh, eventually does, one of the girls does talk to their parents. The police come, they talk to uh, the, the, the girl. She identifies a couple of others. Then they identify more and the pyramid breaks down and eventually they discover all of these victims. Uh, he immediately goes into major defense mode and hires every big name attorney you've ever heard of in your entire life. You know, not just Dershowitz, but you know, uh, what's his face, uh, Kenneth Starr. Like from both sides of the aisle went full-fledged uh, defense on this um, and pressured the people locally so badly that they were only going to give him a misdemeanor. Um, uh, a guy who is, uh, who is now Trump's secretary of labor um, eventually stepped in and said, oh, well, we'll give you a felony p prostitution um, conviction and one other conviction, um, and he has to register as a sex offender. But? Now, but there's a lot, you know, of course, what really happens at the end of this. Um, first of all, we should point out, the, the, the accusation itself is basically calling 14-year-olds prostitutes, right? Like, mm -hmm. they're not prostitutes. Like, these are victims of a crime. So they did not consent to this. This is not a, that does not make them a prostitute. Um, but that's kind of, and that's one of their big oppositions. They really didn't like being called prostitutes when they're 14 years old, although they were being paid for all sorts of nonsense. Um, anyway, the local police were very uh, much on top of this, and they wanted to put this guy away. They realized how bad it was, but the pressure to the higher-ups made them plead down to these lower, uh, lower cases. Um, and the cops were so concerned about this, they actually turned the whole thing over to the FBI, and they said, you guys take it because this, this is breaking down here. The FBI went through and found even more stuff, more craziness, all sorts of proof, too. You know, books with all the names and the phone numbers and visitor logs and all sorts of, uh, you know, sex toys, all it sorts of crazy. absolutely open and shut. the anti-Supreme um, uh, Court hearing that we had. Yeah, Kavanaugh, right. I mean, it's a great anti, example. It is the exact opposite of that. It's all evidence. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they um, uh, eventually, the FBI was in the middle of investigating and we're going to maybe send him to prison for life. Uh, they, they then cut that deal. Uh, he got 13 months in prison. And in addition to that was attachment of a no uh, prosecution clause. So they couldn't go after him for anything more. And they couldn't go after anyone else around him, any of his friends that also might have been involved. And it canceled the FBI's investigation, which I had no idea was even possible from a local this, official. This is the locals that this did This is the locals yeah. that did this. He got 13 months in prison. Instead of sending him to a normal prison, they gave him his own private wing of the jail with his own private security. And they let him leave for 12 hours a day to go to his office and work 
So he slept, he slept at a in, hotel he with slept bars. Slept at a hotel with bars. Yeah. Yeah. That was essentially his punishment for a hundred victims, and most almost all of them were from uh, you know, disadvantaged areas in terrible home situations, um, and it's ruined many of their lives. I mean, they, you know, the, it's destroyed their lives in many ways. Um, and he got basically no punishment out of it, uh, nothing, nothing substantial in my mind. So I think that uh, this shows the rule of law in America is, is truly corrupt now. It's truly corrupt. We were talking to Mike Lee about this particular article. We, we happened to be talking about other things, and we talked about this case, and he said, I, I'm going to look into it. He hadn't really been following it. But that's why he was saying, we have to fix our, our criminal code. Yeah. Because it, it is putting people who have, you know, marijuana, mm-hmm. a dime bag of marijuana, away for 55 yeah. years. And this guy... Because they don't have the money. Because they don't have the money. Justice must be blind. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. To be. I mean, it really is a, it's, it's a disturbing one. And, and um, you know, to kind of... You know, I, to, to talk a little bit about the way it was presented, I think the Herald did a great job with the reporting. Um, I think one unfortunate thing that they did was, and we said this when, when, this morning, the first name I hear when I hear Jeffrey Epstein, I've known that name for a long time, is Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Yeah. He was always associated with Bill Clinton, and it was a big political thing for a long time. And he's that kind of guy, too. I mean, yeah. I, not with 14-year-olds, and there's, and there's, but he's a, he's a yeah. slimy kind of guy. Yeah. There's no evidence, by the way, that Clinton or <laughs> Trump or any of these people outside of uh, Epstein did anything wrong here. Uh, as far They just associated so with this yeah. guy, yeah. and they flew on the plane that took a lot of these girls around the world, which is a little shady. I, I want to. May I jump in for a yeah, second? Of course, this, sure. this is something that I, I did not know about the underage girls here. But I remember when when it broke about th- three years ago. It was during the, the 2016 campaign. Mm-hmm. Some of it has leaked yeah. out. There's so, a lot of new stuff came in out. And, was, and he, yeah. he'd already been a registered sex offender at that time, mm-hmm. Epstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time, the story was that there was a young woman on the island that he owns yes. that claimed yes. she was a sex slave. Yes, yes. Yep. literally could not leave. So yep. there were there there were allegations of sex slaves on this island. In addition to everything else, the thing I found really interesting about that story because I, I looked because it sounds so far fetched. Yeah. The billionaire owns an island with sex slaves. The the thing that I found really interesting was when you look at uh, Clinton, you look at Trump, there's nothing confirmed that's illegal. We do know that Clinton went on his plane several times mm-hmm. and sometimes dismissed his um, Secret Service so that they could spend time with their family. And he would go to the, he did go to the, he went island. To the island. He went to the island that allegedly had sex mm-hmm. slaves mm-hmm. And, he, uh, and, he, and he almost certainly was doing something on this plane, I would assume. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we don't have that much with Trump. I think Trump has been documented with meeting with him and we know that he's got Trump's numbers. What I find so interesting is that neither of them ever brought this up. Um, during during the last debate, Trump brought in uh, Juanita Broderick. Yes. Yeah. He, he brought in uh, Paula Jones. Didn't mention the fact that uh, Clinton was on a, a plane owned by a guy that owns sex slaves. Called the Lolita that, Express. That uh, I, find, <laughs> I find that really fascinating. So, that, that it seems to me they had like a mutually assured destruction on that plane. I yeah. love how you're jumping to the conspiracy theory. because yeah, That's where we want to go. That was, this, this is, I'm, I'm on board a, here. You're a rookie. Let's, <laughs> let's take this down another level, shall we? Okay. Okay. We're up towards the guy. The guy who made the deal. You're only going for 14 months and don't worry about it. We'll give you your own wing that guy who made the deal where is he now he, he was just a local official then a local few years official. later now he is the secretary of labor of the united states um which is pr- i mean it's it is pretty interesting and like you know like again like we again, like again this is all this is n- there's, there's nothing no to this. these are this is all nothing to this this part it's of it just it's, peculiar it is, is peculiar another thing that people have pointed out and we like alan dershowitz we've had him on uh, the show many Please times listen to this one but like one of the reasons we've had him on recently is it's interesting how how defensive he's been on Trump? Like he's he wrote a whole book defending Trump. He's been very, to me, odd for a, you know, a liberal professor, right? Uh, but 
you know, now he's back in this thing as an alligator. I, I don't know if there's anything to it. I mean, I, it, as far as Dershowitz goes, by any means, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not making that accusation by any means. But that there's a there is but going there to be a liberal words. Alex Jones who is going to put all this together, and it's going to be all, it's going to go. But the good news unlike, is, unlike with Alex Jones stuff, it's going to get to CNN. It's going to get to MSNBC. Yeah. It's yeah, not going to take long. But yeah. the good news is, it will have to include Bill Clinton. Yeah, what, so but again, they're done. mutually just uh, sure yeah. destruction, and this which is, is yeah. interesting. It's 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 almost like when MSNBC didn't want to run what's his name stories, and he had to take him to Vanity Fair. Uh, oh, Ronan Farrow. Ronan yeah. Farrow. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost like the media is like, you know, well, let's just all play nice here. Let's just we don't need to make a big deal out of this story. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of where I was going just quickly on that is that uh, you know. Um, when you have the way they presented it was a little problematic to me. Um, even though the reporting was great, the headline really just it's, it said like how a Trump Trump's current Secretary of, of Labor you know cut this a ridiculous deal for Epstein. That's what they focused on. And unfortunately, I think when you put Trump in the headline, it does two things: one, it's going to get you more clicks; two, it's going to turn it into a partisan headline. Yeah. I mean, Trump is really not part of the story at all, and they led with that, which is completely I, I think unfortunate. Yeah, you know, unfair. It's unfair. I, I would have said sex slave Bill. That yeah, would have been yeah, pretty good. Uh, take, accurate clickbait. Well, let's, let's reverse this. You take Bill Clinton out of this. I mean, we just yeah. did. We just said a few minutes ago, well, there's no evidence that he did anything yeah. but ride on the plane. Yeah. So yeah. everything else and is... And there's, there's less on Trump yeah. than yeah. even so, that. So you don't... While we may connect those two in our minds, because those are always names. When this came out, that's the name that was connected all the time. Yeah. But there's absolutely nothing there. But tell me why this isn't... The lead story. What else is going on? The border is kind of boring now. Yeah. Kind of boring. What else is really going on? You have a billionaire, celebrities, an island, slaves, 14-year-old girls in a pyramid scheme. This has every everything you want in a great riveting story that runs for days. And it's just getting a little blip. Yeah. I mean, part of it, I think, is that some of those details had leaked out, just some of them. I mean, this is they went much further. They actually interviewed multiple uh, victims uh, here. But I think, too, like, you know, it's another example, if I can be uh, put on my conservative uh, uh, news network uh, hat for a moment. It's a bit frustrating that yet again, as soon as the Clinton family is is worthless to the Democrats and as soon as they're done with them and they've now been pushed aside yet again, now this story is coming out in like sort of full view. We've had several of these stories that were bubbling under as these sort of eh, conspiracy theory type of things that really didn't get full attention. And then now after, you know, Bill Clinton's gone, now all of a sudden it's a story. I do. I will say, like, it's important. Um, You know, the fact that they did this is really important. There's a real Miami Herald. Really well done. They did a great job. Journalism and Dave Barry. Right. There you go. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to thank you. Uh, I'm trying to remember who Bill Clinton said. Trump had killed or Trump was... Did you see this yesterday? There was (laughs) a story of the Clintons on stage someplace in Europe, and they were talking about Trump's involvement... Did Trump kill Vince Foster? (laughs) (laughs) I read that and I I was like, you want to talk about conspiracy theories? You were the one who said, oh, they've been been, uh, killing Vince Foster for years. You're doing that now. Wow. It was insane. We have to look it up. I, I don't remember who they... He was responsible for somebody's death. Hmm. All right. Uh, Chinese designer babies when we come back. That was like millions and millions, because didn't he cancel the Paris Climate Agreement? So it's oh, yeah. billions of deaths. He's really responsible for <laughs> That's what I believe. I still have to give you a compliment. 
before we get into more, I want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Uh, we are all a bunch of preppers here. Because you never know when there could be some sort of disaster that could take place. You've got hurricanes, you've got flooding, you've got maybe you live in a border town and it, you, might, you don't know what's going to happen might, there. You might end up going to jail uh, for 12 hours a day in a private luxury uh, wing where they're... Oh no, God. you don't go to jail for I'll be so lucky. That's yeah. <laughs> Get out of jail for 12 hours a day, too. Yeah. So, uh, yes. But while you are in said jail mm-hmm. hotel... You're going to need some food, right? Yeah. Uh, so My Patriot Supply, they've got a 25-year shelf life, and they've, got, um, they've come in these totes that you can very easily throw them in the car and go whenever you've got an emergency. It's going to come in handy. Um, you know, yes, there are people who maybe store for like a year, not naming any names over here. But, I'm just saying that seems a little short. But, but in all seriousness, you need at least a couple weeks of emergency food. This is the way to do it. It tastes great. You can go to preparewithnews.com. Get a two-week emergency food supply kit for $75. That's a steal. It's worth it. It's there for when you need it and you don't have time to plan. So plan ahead. Preparewithnews.com. Get that two-week emergency food supply. Andrew, Chinese designer babies. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was a really interesting story. It goes into bioethics. It's happened uh, earlier this week, or it became public earlier this week. There's a doctor in, or a, I should say a physicist. He's not actually a medical doctor, but there's a physicist in southern China who announced that he had used CRISPR, which is the main gene editing program, to actually edit the genes on two babies that have just been born. Their names are uh, Lulu and Nana. Now, the reason this is a big deal is that we're genetically engineering babies now. Now, I should clarify, this has not been confirmed by independent sources. It's possible this is fraudulent. That's happened before. We've had reports of uh, a cloned baby in South Korea that turned out to be false. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the event that it's real, we've crossed a threshold where we're actually modifying human beings. Uh, And, you know, there are different ways we could do this. There are different ways that are kind of in use right now. Like, to my my knowledge, if you get an in in vitro fertilization procedure, they have to make multiple embryos, uh, and they will screen some of them for things like Down syndrome and things like that. So that's already in use. Uh, But what we've done is we've gone past that. We've gone actually past the next step. The next step would be there's an embryo with a gene that we can fix, and what he's done is he's gone in and made a sort of preemptive preemptive protection for the gene. The, uh, the parents of all of the couples that participated in the experiment that he was doing, or I, I, th- therapy he was doing, mm-hmm. um, take your pick, uh, all of them had a father that had HIV. And so the, the sort of rationale for this was that he was modifying a gene that makes a certain protein, which is how HIV enters cells. So if you remove that gene, you have a much, much stronger resistance to HIV. Okay, but it's different than I have a, uh, my, my embryo has a problem with it, we're going to fix it. It's we're going to make it even better than it would have been. So it's, it's doing an enhancement, and that opens up all sorts of really fascinating, interesting well, bioethical let me, things. Let me tell you about this. I think this is fantastic. And because uh, I read about a doctor that was, um, uh, you know, because they were, they, you know, they, they all thought, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes was great. And so he was trying to make people have blue eyes. <laughs> It's so great. Shocking. Here's why I was like, Shocking we went here. Wait, wait, wait. But wait. Oh. But here's, here's, here's why. Dr. Oz? <laughs> Dr. Oz. Here's the thing. What makes this different than what the Nazis wanted to do? We just have technology. They're barbarians because they were shooting dye into people's eyes. We're just taking the embryo and going, you know what? If we turn this, this, and this, we get that. No, I think I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, I agree. I think, and I'm not on in this camp, but I think that that there's a point to be made that people are trying to use it for good. 
Okay, so right? what is but, the, so, I'm so in that camp. I'm yeah, in the, I'm in the transhumanist right, camp. Okay, I think so it's hang great. on just a second. Uh, it just... Mm. I, I think this is just worth having a conversation. Sure. I yeah, honestly do yeah. not yeah. know the right answer. You know that my daughter has cerebral palsy. Yes. If I could take that away from her, I would. I prayed and prayed and prayed, Lord, give that to me. Please, please, please. If I could take that away from her, I would. It has, it has, it, the greatest struggle in my life is watching my daughter struggle. Um, however, because my daughter was born the way she is, she has changed me fundamentally. She has changed so many people around her. The experiences that she had, I wouldn't wish it on her, but it has made her stronger. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm watching this, uh, <laughs> I hate to say this, my son will not watch it. My, so we watch a show and my, with my son, and my daughter won't watch that show, and my son won't watch this show. So, so you have to watch television twice as long. Twice as long. It's horrible. It's yeah, terrible. I hate what, what a sacrifice. Wear headphones and so get two I'm, different. <laughs> all right. And so I'm watching, I'm watching the Great British Baking Show this last season, and there's a, a contestant on there. It's a good show. You should all watch it. It's really friendly. It's very nice. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a contestant this season who is missing her her fingers and on her hand. So she just has a stump and it looks like a birth defect. It doesn't look like she lost it in an accident. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just going at it. She's making everything. She's going at it. Now, if I could make it so she wasn't born with that, sure, it would be good. But are we erasing all of the things that make us strong? It's tough because I think, you know, I, I think I share some of the concerns about this. I mean, you know, again, doing it ethically and trying to do it the best way possible is, I think, important. And we shouldn't speak. We don't need to run down this, go, go down this highway at 300 miles an hour. It's probably good to go the speed limit on this one. Um, the other, but the other part of me is like, look, it's a treatment, right? Um, you know, if you can come up with a way to treat a disease that you know is coming, um, you know, you're right, because everything you're saying is right. I mean, I think you're, people are really special um, that, that have uh, diseases. and Down and, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, Down syndrome. Like, they bring things to the world that others don't. But again, I, I think, like, if the same way that if we came up with a pill tomorrow that would cure cerebral palsy or, or um, uh, you know, Down syndrome, we probably would, would give it to, to a person and, and not feel any different about it. I, I, I don't think we should look at the science here and run away from the entire category because it makes us a little uneasy. So we just have to we just have to watch the way we're doing it. I, I think I think you're right on this, and this is honestly something yeah, because of my experience. Yeah, yeah. I have thought about this yeah. a lot, um, and I can't imagine that if there was a magic pill that would make Mary's brain work the way it was designed to work, I I, I would I know I would give yeah. her the pill. Okay. Um, but it, it's a it's an internal struggle because I, I I don't know if I just don't know if that's right and part of it comes from my faith um, we believe that the war in heaven and all the stuff uh, you know about a third of the angels we believe we were the angels okay that we're we're now coming down and gaining bodies but we were there in a premortal existence and the most valiant. The ones who fought for God's plan and fought the most valiantly, they do not have to have all of the, they took their stripes. 
They don't have to have those struggles like the rest of us. And so my faith almost reverses the pyramid to where the perfect people here on earth probably were the laziest in the fight. And the Down syndrome... I'm offended by that. The Down syndrome were the front row fighters. So they've been given this gift of, of Down syndrome. And... You know, that's it could be very well for most people, probably hogwash. I don't know. We know we won't know. But it's 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 a good way to look at things and just say, wait a minute, this might be a good thing. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Glenn, you said you have a compliment for Andrew? Yeah, before we continue our conversation, but I, I, could you just put a camera on him? <laughs> now, look at that. So now... Uh, Your hair is exactly messy today. I, <laughs> I have always wanted... To, I, I get up in the morning, my hair is all crazy, and I've always wanted to be able to be like Einstein. He was cool, and he looked ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why can't I look rid- more ridiculous than I do? Why can't I just wear my hair like that and just not, I want it messy. Kind of dark brown chic. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want you to know, this is a choice for him. We have, we have makeup and hair here. Yep. The, he worked on this yeah, actually, with actually, the hair ask, person. He asks her not to. T- today I was like, you know what? I like it how it is today. Don't worry about it. Like, just try to make me less shiny. Thank you. Yeah. Kay, don't listen to him. <laughs> but I applaud you for your bravery. Thank I you very you. much. I applaud you. No, actually, I mean this sincerely. I, I applaud you because you just are who you are. Oh, and you're not afraid, and that's fantastic. You don't conform. Hey, don't worry about what I, everyone I else like thinks about you. I like that you all Ian. assume I know this. <laughs> doing it in violation of norms. Uh, yeah, that was a conscious yeah. choice on well, my it's part. Different. It's different than the person who, like, you know, doesn't. Because you're saying you don't care what other people think. I don't think that's you. You're a stylish guy. You you spend time mm-hmm. like this. You just pull this look off somehow. It's thank impressive. You. It's impressive. Thank you very much. It yeah. Impressive. Oh, no, uh, thank you. Back to the conversation we were having earlier. <laughs> okay. So we were talking about the, the CRISPR being used to edit people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what Stephen Hawking was, was damned for at the end of his life. Every headline read, Stephen Hawking says humans uh, will be extinct by 2050. Okay? And, and that is kind of what he said, but it shows such a, a, a primary understanding of the issue What he was saying is, we are now entering a time that gene editing and enhancements are going to be so common that by 2050, I'm a homo sapien. We're all homo sapiens. But once they start changing us and the degree that we we think we're going to be changing and enhancing, this species will be extinct. So you're not going to have the, the group of people... You know, we're like, no, we just want to remain dumb and ugly. Uh, and it's just not going to happen um, for a myriad of reasons, he believes uh, or believed. I, I do, too. The question here on things like CRISPR is, 
at right now we're talking about well let's get rid of disease mm-hmm. yeah, that's easy okay let's get rid of disease i don't think it's that easy i agree with Stu. let's slow down here and really talk about that but that's not where we're going we're going now to enhancements and i want my child to be a football player so i need him to be stronger i need him to be faster uh we need warriors we need, I want my son to be a scientist. I want my daughter to look like this. That's the world we're getting into, to where we are actually designing people. And again, I guess you can say, well, what's wrong with smarter people? Well, what about those people, at least in the next 10 to 20 years, that say, no, I want a natural child. You, you they will have, not compete. You, you could have a fork in evolution, which I think, and that sounds crazy sci-fi, but like I don't really think it is. I think we're kind of at the beginning of this. We, uh, we, I, 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 the reason I brought this up is I covered this on my, my podcast. Something's off with Andrew Heaton earlier today, and that's a, and everybody knows that is exactly the right title. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think that there, there might well be that fork. The, I'm, I'm a lot more gung-ho about this than everybody else is. In fact, I'm, I'm in favor of human enhancement. I think it's a cool thing. However, the, the things that I'm concerned about, that I'm worried about, um, that are you know, sort of grounding that enthusiasm I have, are twofold. One, that we, we can't foresee everything that we can potentially edit, and that's problematic. Because let, let's say that there is a, uh, we want to give somebody a height gene and this, this enhancement, right? And we don't realize that by modifying that particular gene that affects height, it might have some effect on empathy that we're unaware mm-hmm. of. That's something that concerns me, that there could be unforeseen consequences. Mm-hmm. You could see that from like a, I think it's less likely now, but if we, if we tried tinkering with this thousands of years ago, if we'd somehow had it, there might be things that we would have viewed as problematic then that served some kind of evolutionary advantage like Tay-Sachs and things like oh, that. Oh, and there certainly have been times where we would have tried to edit out uh, you know, different sexual orientations and different yeah. races. Which, I mean, is, which is, see, that's the thing my, yeah. my, my guest brought up. I, what I thought he was going to focus on was um, classism. I thought he was going to focus on the kind of, because he, he, you know, he lives in New York, he's one of my friends from comedy, I just assumed that he would kind of lean into the, um, the, the liberal economics of it. So I, th- I thought he was going to go into, um, you know, there's going to be an upper class that's hot and smart, and then all of us, you know, quasi-Amish <laughs> people uh, that, are, <laughs> yeah. that are down here. Uh, and he went more in that direction, where he was concerned that there would be a kind of a genetic um, uh, bigotry going on, where, where oh. you'd, you'd sort of like, oh, yeah. like I mean, that's where eugenics was different types trying of to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it really was what, what eugenics and that yeah. whole movement was trying so, to do. But let me ask you this. There's a, there's a um, uh, mountain climber, not very famous, but a very good mountain climber. And uh, he fell, I don't know, 15 years ago and uh, uh, lost his legs. Okay? Could never climb again. Didn't know what he was going to do. I mean, mountain climbing was his passion, but he was very smart and he was a businessman. So he decided to go back to school. Now he was in his late 20s, early 30s. He went to MIT. And he went because he wanted to figure out a way to build legs, okay? So he, he did, and he built incredible legs that he could now walk on. But then he took it a step further, and he said, how can I build my legs? If I'm a mountain climber, I don't have to have them look like this or work this way. How can I enhance them so I can climb the mountain even faster? Well, he found that if he puts his foot about this big and it's flat and like a spike, mm. he can jam it in. He can <laughs> climb a mountain twice as fast as anybody else. Mm. Now let's fast forward 10 years. 
I can give you arms that are different and, and can type faster or can move in a different way that will give you great advantage. Does the doctor, if you go in and say, would you just remove these? Because I'm a football player and I need this arm to work exactly right every single time. The ethics, do I take and cut that arm off to put a new one on? Though these are the questions yeah. we have coming in probably the next five to eight I, years. I, it, definitely within our lifetimes. And I, I think something that we're absolutely going to see happen, um, it's, it's interesting that this happened in China, because I, I think that China's probably going to get really gung-ho behind this pretty quick, is oh, my, yeah. my yes. theory. Is I think when they figure oh, out yeah. that they can either through embryonic selection, like we talked about earlier, or through a direct enhancement, make really smart babies. I think that's going to happen. And once that happens, I think that the West is going to be a lot more receptive to doing that because there'll be a, a competition to be right? So I, I think that's going to happen. I, I also think, like, uh, when getting into the, the mountain climber that you brought up, I think there's an interesting kind of metaphysical route to this, which is, are we... Um, are we stationary beings or not? And, and by that I mean, if I, you know, if, if you swap out all my parts and you, uh, and it's just my brain, and then I modify my brain, am I still me? Um, I would take a more Buddhist position and say, like, I think human beings are kind of fluid. If we were to take a snapshot of all of our brains, that's a different brain this morning than it was yesterday, than it will be the day after that. So I'm not terribly Do you bothered. Believe in by a soul? That. No. Okay. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but no, but, but I, but I don't. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. I want to make sure that we have a chance to touch on Mark Lamont Hill before we go. Yeah. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill, uh, CNN uh, employee um, and commentator, was fired today after making comments that were uh, widely seen as very... We, ha we have the clip. You want to watch it? Yeah, really? Let's watch them. If we are standing in solidarity with Palestinian people, we must recognize the right of an occupied people to defend itself. We must prioritize peace. We must, but we must not romanticize or fetishize it. We must advocate and promote nonviolence at every opportunity, but we cannot endorse a narrow politics of respectability that shames Palestinians for resisting, for refusing to do nothing in the face of state violence and ethnic cleansing. To commit to political action, grassroots action, local action, an international action that will give us what justice requires. And that is a free Palestine from the river to the sea. From the river mm. to the sea. It's a very, and that, is, yeah. that is known as um, the, I believe it's called the Auschwitz lines in, um, in uh, Israel. It's known as, that is the, the end of the Jewish state. River of the sea is... Frequently used by Hamas and their propaganda. Um, Means wipe it out. And, you know, about two minutes if you want to. He, yeah, he's basically just saying, as you see, you know, look, we're, you know, we can't just rule out violence, right? Like, I mean, that's basically what he's saying yeah. there. That being said, he I mean. Went, I, he went further than that in the, in the, in the rest of it. Yeah, no, he, it, was not, it was not good. I, I am an absolutist when it comes to not firing people over their opinion when they were hired for their opinion. Um, so I, this at times has me defending a lot of people that, and a lot of opinions I really don't like, uh, like for this one. Um, you know, I, I don't think they should have fired him. I, I just, you know, I, I don't see why you bring someone in there. I mean, this is not inconsistent. And the guy's like taking smiling pictures with Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> you brought him in there for his opinion. The fact that he's expressing it should not surprise you. Um, 
I don't think you know that's a it's a it's a good opinion, and I I don't know why you'd hire the guy in the first place. I think but if actually, you did, I'm surprised that they fired I'm surprised. him. Very surprised. And I and I think it's just a way for CNN to hide their their actual feelings. They they knew this about him when they hired Absolutely. him, um, and they were fine with it. Now that he just came out and really exposed himself, they have to, and I think that that puts them in a place where they have to hide their their bigotry. Yeah, Andrew. Yes, no. Uh, firing. Yes, no. Yes, no. No, they shouldn't fire him. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I, uh, I, I am curious. Like, I, I tend to view, see, in British politics, there's clearly like a pro-Palestine and a pro-Israel block, and in most mm-hmm. of Europe, it's that way as well. In America, you've got like a very um, vigorous Jewish lobby at work within the Democratic Party, and you've got widespread Israeli support within the Republican Party. So, I'm, I'm just curious. Do you guys think that CNN is anti-Israel as a, as a group, or? I worked there. <laughs> I <can> guarantee it. <laughs> All right, that summed it up quite well. Yeah. Uh, tell you some stories. Uh, today's, today's we'll job. tell you some stories or play some tapes. Mm. <gasps> oh. No. Today's poll question: Cohen pleaded guilty to lying to Congress regarding a Trump Tower project in Moscow. President Trump criticized Cohen, saying he was a weak person, and what he's trying to do is get a reduced sentence. Who do you believe? Do you believe Trump or Cohen? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. You gentlemen are going out of town. Yes, uh, glenbeck.com slash tour. We'll be in Florida tomorrow night and Saturday night, uh, Tampa and Orlando. So come join us. Come see us. Well, I would say that we would we miss you. We're but you're, miss not you, going but to. you're not going I to. We'll see the you studio, tomorrow. The studio will be warmer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't wait. Human temperatures. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to I'll wear the Blaze tank tomorrow <laughs> instead of the Blaze sweatshirt. <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.